boldness. Good evening, my name is Rafael Aramling Burl, it's Caleb, this is The Boldness on 3CR. The Boldness is a disability current affairs program standing up for your rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. And the person that's been standing up their rights is I regard her as a superheroine. To, and tonight in the studio I have got Kath Duncan. Yeah. Kath Tell us about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm a 50-something superstar. So I guess I, I'm a, a performer, producer, writer, researcher, and a broadcaster, and a feature maker, and an academic, and a tutor. And I have been in the kind of media – actually, I started in community radio back in Radio Skid Row in Sydney in the 1980s. We killed it. And I've just been, I just sort of started on that tra- trajectory and I've just been going ever since, like going like the clappers. Well, as I know, you said to me going the clappers and because you do 70 things, it was too hard to actually come up with about a two-word yeah. job description. I, I figured that you'd tell it. But we're going to talk to you about the same-sex relationship. Tell what are yeah. your what are your views on the same-sex relationship result? You know, it's very strange. Well, look. Congratulations to everyone, particularly for today, a count of 43 to 12. Who would have thought, going back a few months to uh, being stuck with this survey business, that we would get this result so quickly? And I think a lot of us knew that it would go this way. You know, to be honest, just talking from me personally, I never gave two shits about marriage until the, I always, I loved going to the, conf, not the conferences, I loved going to the rallies because I just like, oh, wow, aren't they, isn't everyone gorgeous? Doesn't this feel great? Wave a rainbow thing in the air. Oh, yeah, it feels good. But when the public survey process started and suddenly there were all these fascist, racist, loudmouth queer folks, I suddenly became this huge marriage equality advocate and I honestly didn't care before that. And, and so I fought it. I just like slaughtered trolls and had, had a lot of fun with it and just really suffered too with friends because everyone felt very exposed. Everyone's love lives. I think even like, you know, those not directly associated but who wanted to vote yes, everyone felt really quite exposed. I didn't understand. I didn't understand the no case at all. I'm sorry. I still don't. I don't. I, don't, I just don't. I don't, I don't get it. Um, it just seems like meanness and stupidity. But anyway, it is a fabulous result today. Um, it will be the only achievement of the Liberal National Party government <laughs> in four years. It feels like forever. Well, Kath, I'm going to challenge you about them, uh, the Liberal government having one major achievement. Yes. I think they actually had another more big achievement. They're the only government I know that can spend $122 million to get an answer which they already knew. Well, there you go. See, more wastage. The the lie is that the lefty parties are going to beggar us all, but they've the LNP has nearly tripled the debt. They're a complete waste of time. I think 
it really is time to call the election. And and they should be grateful to the yes vote for giving them something on their record that they can be proud of as yeah. they sit in opposition for another 30 years, hopefully. Now, Kathy, <laughs> is that... You said that um, you had a great time. You were storing some trolls on social media. Yeah, kill them. Okay, got a question for you. How do you handle, do you get any hate mail and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Okay, talk us through, um, are you happy to talk about maybe some hate mail? Sure. In reasonable language? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, because I'm a bit of a troll slayer in my downtime and I don't have much of it. But when I do, I like to go in hard and be really mean and horrible to really mean and horrible people. I just figure open slather. If someone's come on with a whole lot of stupid nonsense, whether it's, you know, racist stuff or whatever, there's a lot of it out there. I like to go in and I go in hard and every so often that will bounce back against me. And look, you know, it's funny. Everyone else or a lot of my friends go... I'm going to take this further. I'm going to show this. I'm going to name and shame. I delete. You delete? I just delete. I get these private messages that are really quite twisted and I just follow that option of um, have a look without showing the person and kill and block. That's it. It's done. So I know, yeah, I'm too old to fight battles I don't care about. I love to really fight the ones that are going to be like good and slaughtery or ones I feel really passionate about. No, like as a disability activist, what are some of the things you've actually thought about? Things I've actually thought about, well, you know, I've always said I'm an artist first, activist second. In some ways, I'm a shit activist. Um, I, I don't do meetings. I don't do writing emails. I don't do ringing the minister for such and such. I, I did when I was a journalist in my 20s and 30s. I've done it. I'll never do it again. I'm just not that sort of person. But I am the sort of person who will sit in a camp um, protesting fracking going through. I love that. But I'm not going to sit here in the city and go to meetings and write emails. To hell with that. So in terms of what I've achieved, for instance, a really big passion of mine has always been the arts. And the figures show us that disabled people's access to the arts is uh, underwhelming and certainly below the engagement of people without disabilities. And so that's like a really big passion of mine to get more of us out there expressing ourselves and to get jobs and professional skilling. And you know what? I'm doing it. You're just doing it, but like I'm doing it, like kind of like you said, I'm doing it for others, not just for me. Okay, but like with, with the arts, you said you've got a little. There's a show. It's opening up. Quippings. Woo! Quippings. What is Quippings opening on December the first? Oh, December the first, which is this Friday. It's the start of the International Disability Day weekend, you might say. And every year we do a bit of a piss take of International Day because, you know, we argue every day should be International Disability Day. And so you have this single day. And in the old days, like when I was younger, the best you'd get would be like a pat on the head, a lukewarm cup of tea and a cake from the mayor of your local whatever. And they still do that, you know, the go along, sit at a trestle table and get a sausage. And so what I started doing nearly seven years ago now here in Melbourne was working with a group of people who were basically arguing for disabled people to have access to sex on premises, premises, access to um, the sex worker industry, that whole industry, and access to, I guess, be queer and open and loud and proud um, as disabled people. And we turned it into a performance company. 
Like we because I only lasted as an activist doing that for like I don't know six weeks before turning up to a meeting going this is boring. And Crusader Hillis, the great Crusader Hillis, because it started Hairs on Hair, is saying, Kath, let's do a show. And so at the very beginning of 2011, Quipping's did our first show. So it's kind of about pushing the boundaries. It's about doing the unexpected. We're very misbehaving disabled people. We are not nice disabled people. We do shows for over 18s only. We really advise kids not to come to our shows. And that's what I'm doing. And we got decent funding a year ago from Creative Victoria. Thank you, Creative Victoria. It was our first decent funding ever. And so this year we've been able to have three different shows, but also back them up with like access stuff, like all the Auslan interpreters and the, you know, audio description stuff and just people's travel and food and stuff like that. And also the development of our writing. We've had these sort of three writing and development cycles. Awesome. So we're doing it. Well, is it? As far as disability and arts goes, that's yeah. a really, really, really good point here. Is that um, why do you think it took so long to receive funding to get an Auslan interpreter for a disability drama company when Auslan is a very big part of actually having social inclusion? Well, the point is. The funding we got was for that. Yeah, the sure. very first funding we got was for interpreters. What what a lot of us struggle with as disabled people working in the arts is that some of the access technologies you will get funding for because you know governments and councils recognise this small amount of money means these more people can come in. But where a lot of us struggle for funding is organisational funding, that sort of structural funding, so that you can employ a person like me, a producer for a year, to you know wrangle up shows. So you know that's so it's not that difficult in a way to get some funding for some interpretive stuff hire a ramp you know those really sort of structural basic kind of things but to actually be developed and taken seriously as artists that's the bit that's hard to find money for okay well is it I've got a question like you said like to wrangle up do you want to share some um do you want to like to share some of the tips on how you can actually get a few bucks to get some of the accessibility stuff with your grant writing wow that's a big topic you know, oh, yeah. I've, I've got to say, um, Arts Access Victoria, like particularly if you're a disabled person applying for funding, they have this really great uh, grant writing, what do you call that, like strategy? I can't think of the right word for it, where they've prepared this dossier, this file of steps to get certain grants. Because, like, um, I'm probably only still about 30% successful, but apparently that's not bad. But you've got to fall in love with your grant. You've got to read all the qualifications, the what they're looking for, all of it, and and live and breathe with it like a, like a lover for don't do a grant under three weeks from its due date. That is just stupidity and you won't get it. So you've got to start three weeks before, just read the whole thing and you've got to sit back because you don't ever really get funded for what you personally would like to do. You've always kind of taken an idea, sort of like to do something like that and fit it to what they want. And that it's like hand in a glove thing. And sometimes you make it one time, oh, we got shortlisted for a grant. It was one of the philanthropics and I was so excited, shortlisted. I just thought, yeah, that means I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Didn't get it. So, And I was madly in love with that application I still could cry if I think about it for too long but you've really got to really absorb so that it's like your own language it's like telling a story for you know Steven Spielberg or or whatever it's got to be a particular style and you've got to work that out first so that's my sort of loose thing but approach Arts Access Victoria because they really do have a good breakdown because you'd be amazed how many people turn up to do grants 
And they're like, yeah, no, I didn't read all the like qualifications. Uh, you know, the what do you call it? Am I eligible to apply for this? Eligibility criteria. Yeah, no, I didn't read that. Yeah, couldn't be bothered. And like you're dead, it's gone. So, you know, there's this sort of structural thing you can go through. But we were successful. We're not funding clippings for next year. We're taking some because <laughs> me and my co-producer, Jax, Jackie Brown, we love Jax. Hi, Jax. I know you're out there somewhere. Um, we're so exhausted. Oh, my God. We're going to take a year off. You're going to take a whole year off. Kath, they said, this is Rafael Cowell. Actually, no. I'm taking a year off clippings. A year off clippings. Oh, clipping. my God. I have the dream job. I have the dream job. Seriously. I thought your dream job was being a promotional model disability pride um, exhibition. That's like my sideline. That's my sideline, really. No, there's this amazing thing. Now, look, show on Friday, absolutely awesome, at the Spiegel Tent. Look it up. Uh, it's try booking. Come along. It's it's mad. We've got tango, dance, periods. Um, uh, what do I do? I, I'm doing stand-up. Uh, it's, a, it's a game show. It's a competition. Um, silly stuff, all this. You've got to come. But I have a dream job. Well, okay, is it? But what's the name of the actual show? Quippings, Risky Business. That's ris- show. Risky Business. And I think it's actually quite amusing. What do you think of the coincidence that Risky Business opens in the same week as the Senate passed the same sex limit legislation? We set the date back in January before there even was such a thing as public survey, what do you call thingy? So you're like, kind of like a prophet or a Incidental. Ser- it's incidental. So kind of like you put on the Nostradamus um, cap, did you? Yeah. I'm a, um, what do you call, I'm a person who doesn't uh, get into conspiracy theories. You don't get no, into? No, I'm a pragmatic, pragmatic through and through. Date was set. It was there. It's like, great. Same sex thing in the same week. It's also World AIDS Day on Friday. Um, it's also the first day of summer. Yeah. A lot of, lot of firsts that are actually happening there. Yeah. You've got to, no, you've really got to come to the show. This is the wildest show we've ever done. Right, and how do people get tickets, Kath? Well, at this stage, try booking, et cetera, et cetera. I'll give you the link um, for your Podcast. publicity thingy, you know, your whatever it is. And um, however, we're also selling tickets at the door. Doors open, 6.30, Friday, Spiegel Tent. Very close to 3CR, actually, Spiegel Tent, just down the road a bit, down there on the Circus Oz site. Hey, guess what? And what should I guess? Arts Victoria and all the rest of it are moving into that precinct just down the road there in the Circus Oz. They're all going to occupy those big buildings. You know with the Keith Haring mural on the wall down there on Johnson Street? Yeah, it's going to buzz. Well, why don't we actually have a quick... um Station, station announcement, Woo. and we will take talk a little bit more about that. So we are going to go to air with a station announcement, which Andy is going to put to air right now. Woo. Disability Day 2017, 3CR, from 7am to 7pm on Sunday, December the 3rd. Most of the shows you know, with lots of surprises chucked in along the way. Go to 3cr.org.au to check out the grid for the day. You'll enjoy it. You're listening to 3CR Radio. And this is Rafael, a rambling biologist, Caleb, hosting the boldness at the moment, speaking with Kath Duncan, generally our round superstar. Yeah. And we were just talking about Arts Access Victoria 
Moving premises, moving down the road. No, no, no. no? Creative Vic. No, Creative all Vic. The, no, Arts Access is staying over there in South Melbourne. South Melbourne, but right. But the big like arts funding body is moving just down the road into the same complex where Circus Aussie is. It is going to go off. So well, that's pretty exciting for yeah. you. Are they going to move in before your show? No. Probably just as well. It'd be, get pretty busy down there. Spiegeltain is great. Are you guys familiar with Spiegeltain? Actually, oh, no. I love Tell it. us about it. It's a, it's a circle. It's like a donut. So it's, it's like a donut and then in the middle, well, and then around the edges of the donut are these booths and it's all timber and glass, timber and glass, timber and glass. And the ceiling is like a big circus tent, puffy material, canvassy thing. Um, and so the whole thing feels a bit like, a, you know, you're cast back in time. You know, the Shakespearean plays are in town and this is the Middle Ages and everyone's chewing and throwing up or whatever it was they did in those days. And so you've got this kind of circle pit for the audience and then we've got the stage sort of at the sort of top end of the donut and it's very intimate space um probably fit about 130 maybe 150 people if people weren't too fussed about sitting down well they could all sit on each other's laps couldn't they if they want yeah no that'd be a bit, that'd be pretty cool i think now i said i was actually last um friday i was at the Disability Pride, one night only. Oh, at Footscray. At Footscray. Oh, my goodness, how amazing is that? Well, it's it's actually very pertinent because you've meant there's actually a big paste-up of yourself, Cass Duncan. Yes. And I have got a photo of that on social media. It's a mad photo. It's just beautiful by the awesome artist Larissa McFarlane, who always comes to clipping shows. Well, I mean, that's sensational. But there's also one of Jax Brown. Yes. Too. Yes. Yeah, see, um, Larissa has been turning photos into paste-ups on walls. And the weird thing is they're sort of black and white and quite – they're sort of a bit 3D, aren't they, the pictures? They sort of have a, a sort of a texture all their own. And, yeah, so she's been doing that for a while. Once she started turning handstand photos of herself into these wall-sized, handstand, person-sized things. And then she's, she's now started on other people. Yeah, awesome. But, and that actually exhibition – is at the Footscray Telephone Exchange, yes. which is near the corner of Nicholson Street and Irving Streets. It's a little bit down to the left. You head west down Irving Street and there is no trouble. It's absolutely everywhere. It's awesome out there. Yeah, no, I'm really happy with that. Well, as I think you should be very, very happy with that little um, mural of yourself there. Now, is that you've actually said that you've co- we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about the same-sex relationships. Yep. Results. Quippings. We have talked about quippings. We have talked about grants. Dream job. And what actually is your? How do you describe your dream job? I didn't know it until it landed on my lap that it really was my dream job. So, luckily, uh, last year. This awesome bunch of researchers at the University of Melbourne decided that they would apply for an ARC grant, ARC. Now, anyone who's an academic, ARC is very prestigious grants, Australian Research Council grants. They're like, you know, very schmeek. And they decided what they wanted to do for the three years is to map disabled, deaf and divergent performers in Australia. And they got the money. Awesome. And then so I was approached probably about March or April of this year uh, because they needed a chairperson. Hello. And 
I said, well, yes, your chairperson thing, your chairperson geek doesn't look too bad, but really, I want to be a lead researcher. I want to be a researcher. And they said yes. And so for the next two years, guess what I'm doing next year? So my show cycle drops, like, so we stopped doing equipping shows, but as we click on into, you know, January, Feb, I start to travel around Australia and hold these inclusive performance workshops with existing performers who identify as being disabled, deaf, divergent in some fashion. And we pay for the building and the tutor and we all perform together. And it's not like a usual research grant. We then have to ask people a series of boring questions that you hate, they hate, and the whole thing's just, you know, just not going to go anywhere. We're collecting experiences, not interviews. I'm loving it. So, Kathy, I'm loving it. There's nothing better than that. That is better than sex, drugs, or even swimming. And God knows I love swimming. Well, what about the other two? Let's not go there. Like that, eh? No, but like that's okay. (laughs) I don't think we're supposed to, or something. Anyway, that'll do. Let's say we should. Let's say you're with these performance grants. How do people get in touch with? Let's say how do you do? How do you decide, Kath, who you're actually going to sit down and collaborate and? make these disability divergence and deaf people part of the research project? Good question. Well, would you like to answer it? (laughs) Well, we're starting by holding a workshop that's specifically about that. Can you have ethical research? Because we're a very over-examined and over-researched bunch, like Aboriginal people, us disabled folk. You know, how many times have you been asked questions and walk up and down catheter, take an x-ray, this, that and the other. So over and over and over. And so first thing, the committee, the group. So there's, there's 13 researchers or 13 people on this committee. And of that, which is also unusual, 60% are disabled people and 40% are non-disabled people. Ding, ding. And Amazing. Then, yeah. And so from that point, so we us people, that, so there's quite a few people in the committee who are disabled and performers and academics, and I'm one of them, who can help drive the research. So it's, we're not naive or innocent sort of subjects here just sort of dragged into this thing. So we sort of drive it, but we're starting by asking some of the people that we know just starting here in Melbourne what they think an interactive research process might look like. Now, say one option is people only contribute if they really want to, but they contribute only in the way they want to as well. So we've got kind of – there's a few – like just mapping is actually quite straightforward. Where are you? You know, are you prepared to say where you are and what you do? Ding, ding, done. And then the rest of it is about like what are we actually doing? Because underneath it all, because having found this out by kind of quizzing the committee, what we're hoping to argue is that there's approaches within – inclusive performance that would be useful for other groups as well. So if you go to join an inclusive workshop, you will notice that no matter how you're configured, how old, young, big, small, sick, well, you are, you're very welcome there. There's kind of ways of kind of cutting through the sort of, you know, that in most performance companies you sort of have to be the perfect body and the perfect age and the perfect size well that doesn't apply here so how do you get people to want to totally express themselves like you know be beautiful be be loud be bold when they don't look like the conventionally acceptable body well we do that 
Yeah, so what might that mean for others? So that's kind of lying underneath it. It's like we, we think this, we, we think this might happen, but we're not quite sure how to get there. And that's the fun of it. You know what? When they applied for the grant, they don't actually have to have an outcome. And I said, oh, my God, you've got to patent that. Can you imagine how many PhD students would love to have the argument for why I need do nothing? No, we're not doing nothing. <laughs> but effectively, they didn't have to specify what the outcome might be, just that we would have this experience. Yes. Dream job. Well, is, I mean, this is okay. How did you actually? How did the committee end up with sixty percent of people with a disability on it? Um, because they did their homework, they spent like because they did a project called Beyond Access, probably about um, three or four years ago now. Not quite right on that, but anyway, they came out of that and thought, "No, nah, look, let's do this better. Let's involve more people," and they basically just really looked around. And it's an incredible team. I'm really with the kind of you know. I don't know, the big wigs of disability arts and arts and difference in Australia. Yeah, because uh, they actually, they did their homework, they did some research and they tried to practice it too. Well, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do, yeah. Yeah, and I'm their chair now, so I think the buck stops with me again. Well, you've so, got to do something about it. You know. So you're actually in charge. Yeah, it's great. It's great. They sort of, yeah, go from one boss job where I bossed everyone around and had to be nice to people for a year and it's uh, now into another one. So now it's just about El Presidente. Yeah, that's, I like that. I like that. You can call me that now. Or yeah. El Presidente. Yes, La Researcher. Something or other. Because the, the project's called The Last Avant-Garde because the well-known African, British painter, oh, I think it's Yinko Shibarare, you might not have that quite right, said that he reckoned that disability arts was the last remaining avant-garde creative movement. That's the name of it. Ding. You're asking me? No, I said that. That's the name. That's the name of it. Right. Well, is that... Can you just repeat the name, please? The Last Avant-Garde. The Last Avant-Garde. That's a very, 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 very smooth sound. Yeah, it's poetic, isn't it, really? It's amazing, is it? It must be a spin-off from when you were a journalist. Yes. Your, your writing yes. skills. Yes. Yes, I got the voice, baby. Voice. You've got the voice ding, ding. and you've mm. got the words and you've got the oh, moves. Yeah. Come and see us on Friday night. Come or die wondering. Well, I don't think anybody will actually ever die wondering. Yes, they will. Now, Kath, just to sum up very quickly, why is how does disability in art and the same-sex relationship related? No idea on that. No idea. No freaking idea. I like them all. Does that help? They're all very, very likable. All very likable? Very likable. But you've got to get in your head. The date was set. Date was that? Back in January. It's accidental. Ding, okay. ding. But it's turned out to be the best, year, the best week in the year ever. So that's risky business for you, eh? Yeah. And it's that the boldness will be back on the 15th of December. This is Rafael Aranin Borales Caleb talking with Kath Duncan. Yeah. And a very quick call out, Kath. How do people actually get in contact with if they would like to? Quippings, Disability Unleashed on Facebook. We've also got a website, quippingstroop.com. But really, look us up under, you know, Spiegel Tent, try booking tickets. Come along. Come along. Okay. Thanks. Risky business.
Thank you, thank you very much. We've been talking with Kath Duncan. Is that the next show of the Boldness is on the fifteenth of December? I'm back on International Day of Disability at four o'clock with a show called Expression Through Art. Next up, keep listening to Completia Baliba, and we are going out with a song, and it's called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll by Ian Jury and the Blockheads. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good work.